Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Simmons! Yes! He did it! Inside Embiid, he's deep, a foul. Oh, it goes! I picked you guys to get to the finals, and I just need you to lead this team. I appreciate you. I've really listened to what you said, and definitely going to use that and try to get better every single night. Last night it was the NBA suspending its season after Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz tested positive for the coronavirus. This hiatus will be at least 30 days. The NBA Board of Governors has approved a 22-team restart in Orlando, Florida at Disney World. Welcome into the Hang Time Podcast. I'm your host, Seku Smith, here in Atlanta. We are angling towards Orlando, the NBA restart. We're going around the league, talking to experts from all 22 teams headed to the bubble. Keith Pompey is our guest today, a 76ers writer in Philadelphia, and a man who I would argue deserves hazard pay for what he puts up with on a daily basis in Philly. Keith, what's up, sir? How are you? What is life like as we continue to scratch our heads about what's going on with the 76ers? It's one of those things where I keep trying to figure it out, you know, because the Sixers, you know, at, at one point people are saying this is a team that, you know, has a chance of winning it all now with, with the at, with the restart. But then at the same time, we look at a team that's used to underachieving. So right now it's like, you know, we're getting over this, you know, virus. But at the same time, I'm like confused. Like, I, I wonder what team am I going to see? when they start playing ball again. For all the teams that are going to Orlando, you figure it's a fresh start. It's an opportunity to, you know, get a clean slate on the season. But Philly's the one team you look at their home record, and that's the thing they could hang their hats on, that, hey, you know, home games in the postseason would have been a benefit to them. And now you snatch that away. Do you think that becomes a detriment for this team, not being able to lean on that home court advantage? You know, it, it is a, a disadvantage. It, it is. They get a lot from that home crowd. And, and, you know, you've been covering the league for a while and, you know, certain and especially role players, reserve role players, they tend to play better at home. I hate to say it, but it's like going back to like AAU, like you're going to go to this neutral site. It's not no one's going to be in there. It's not going to be as hyped up. So with that being said, it's completely different than playing on the road where you have people just booing you and coming at you hard. You know, this one is just going to be a matter of can they get motivated and stay motivated, you know, knowing that it's going to be they're playing in an empty gym. But, again, I do think they do lose a lot not playing at home. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are obviously the two main players when you think about Philadelphia and they had issues before the season shut down. So are those two guys going to be healthy in Orlando? Complete. I mean, are they completely healthy? They are. Now, the, the thing is, the one thing that I will um, caution people is, with Ben is, you know, he's healthy. 
you know, everything is ready to go. He's dunking. He's doing all this other stuff, lifting weights. When they play that first game, the day after is the day that I really want, I'm concerned about. Not really concerned, but to me, that's going to be the day that we learn a lot because practices, scrimmages, all this stuff is good. But once you like get knocked around in a full game going 100 percent and you fall to the ground and then you wake up that next morning, to me, that's what we're going to find out. Joel is healthy. You know, he had a lot of bumps and bruises throughout the season. And then this summer, you know, he was quiet. I mean, quiet to the point where, you know, I was under the assumption, uh oh, Joel's being Joel. He's somewhere gaining weight again. And and then you find out that he's staying with uh, Michael Rubin, one of the partners of the team and one of his close friends, and he's working out six days a week over there. So, you know, Joel is is motivated. He's fired up. Um, But the thing is, I just want to see how Ben is going to react the morning after that first game. Still one of the the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. Is that a detriment to them? in this bubble atmosphere where you're going to have to be able to get hot, stretching the floor and shooting threes to to advance deep into the playoffs? It is. And and also, I I think because of that, Al Horford's going to suffer. And what I mean by that is, you know, you're not going to say to Ben Simmons, hey, you have to come off the bench. You're not going to say that to Joel Embiid. And there's a guy that they have by the name of Shake Milton who has been starting at the point guard spot um, for the past eight games while Ben was hurt. And I think what that does is Al Horford goes to the bench and Ben assumes the four spot because you need a guy like Shake, who I believe he made 13 three-pointers in a row. And so you need a guy like him who's going to be able to stretch the floor. And you know Ben's not going to shoot from the outside. In order for them to get the much-needed shooting, especially in the starting lineup, is going to come from Shake, and I believe Ben is going to play point forward, not point guard. He's going to be a point forward. Who's shouldering the most pressure for the Sixers? Is it the coach? Is it Ben? Is it Joel? Who's Who's got the most pressure on him? I think the most pressure is on Brett Brown, right? But I think Ben Simmons is number two. Now, for two different reasons. You know, we all know in the beginning of the season, we were saying championship, at least get to the finals or bust for him, right? in order for him to keep his job. And you look at the salaries, and they're not going to be able to get rid of players. So Brett Brown has to be able to produce. And no one's going to say, hey, we know this is different. We know it's in a bubble. Nah, bro, you got to produce. And I think that's what's going to happen. The thing with Ben Simmons is the first two years that they made the playoffs, the last two years, he struggled offensively in the second round because he didn't have an outside jump shot. He didn't utilize it. If Ben Simmons struggles again in this playoff series, then all of a sudden he'll be labeled that way as a guy who didn't produce, you know, when the the games got tough. Because typically in the first round, you know, if you're a top three seed, you're supposed to win. You know, in the second round is when it gets dicey. So I, I think that you know, Brett Brown, A, he has to get to the finals, probably at least the conference finals to keep his job. And Ben Simmons, he has to kind of sort of get that monkey off his back and be able to produce in the second round of playoffs. There's no question about talent for this team. To me, it becomes a thing about chemistry and cohesiveness. Have they allowed this time off to develop any of that? I mean, I know Tobias Harris has been 
writing on the Players' Tribune and talking about what's going on outside of basketball. What kind of chemistry have they developed during the quarantine time in, in terms of just staying in touch with each other, zooming and, you know, staying locked in? They are a close group when it comes down to that. Like Tobias and Al used to organize a lot of things for them, right? He used, they used to always organize things for those guys to do together. We all know that they're, they're not supposed to work out at the practice facility, but there were certain teams that went and their veteran leaders, you know, say, hey, why don't all of us go to the same city once it, you know, once they get to a certain phase? And let's do these like gym workouts, unorganized, you know, not the team. And when you look at the Sixers, you know, you know, Ben was in L.A., you know, Joel was working out with the uh, over at the owner's house. You know, Tobias and, and Matisse were doing marches, which are great. And other guys were, you know, out of the city, you know, for a team that you think that is supposed to be one of the top teams and they know what's at stake, I think that it would have been good of them if they would have, like, all got together and went somewhere. I don't think they're gelling off the court is a problem. I think that they have to learn how to play better together on the court. We're going to take a quick break, Keith, and come back and play a little rapid fire for this Sixers team that's got a huge opportunity when they get to Orlando in terms of chasing a championship. Back here on the Hang Time Podcast with Keith Pompey, talking uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And these, these are some keys to the Magic Kingdom, Keith. I don't know where you fall in terms of Disney. You either love it or you loathe it. <laughs> but for the 76ers, Beauty and the Beast, what's the best matchup for the Sixers playoff-wise in Orlando? I keep going back and forth, but you know what? I honestly do think it's Boston. I mean, I do. And I know Boston is the number three seed. Let's just say if in this Boston is going in number three, the Sixers are going in number six, right? And the reason why I believe that's the best matchup is because when I look at Joel Embiid, when he's on top of his game, I think he's the most dominant player on the floor. And you look at Boston and they're undersized at the five spot. And I think that the Sixers could take advantage of that, that mismatch. You know, I know a lot of people probably think I'm crazy. The Celtics are good and they always get better. But I'm assuming that Joel Embiid is going to be in, in the top, on top of his game. And I think that Boston will have a hard time stopping. What's the worst matchup? Miami. And the reason being is, and on paper, it shouldn't be. But I'm talking about the Jimmy Butler fact. I'm talking about Jimmy is going to say, okay, Remember what happened last year? Y'all think y'all can do better than me. I'm coming at you. And then you look at Eric Spolstra. And I saw how, you know, he had the the upper hand in regards to coaching in, in two of the three games they played this year, right? So I'm looking at that, man. And, and I'm thinking, like, the Sixers are going to have a, a, a tough time with Eric Spolstra. They also, the Sixers had a tough time with that zone that they um, they employed against them. I don't like a hungry Jimmy Butler for the Sixers or Spoh's coaching ability. I, I just don't like it. All right, who's wearing that glass slipper 
And by that, I mean, who will be the perfect fit to round out the Sixers' starting five? You got Embiid, Simmons, Harris, Richardson, and... It will be Shake Milton. And and like you said, the glass flipper, I mean, that would be a, a straight Cinderella story. I mean, here's a guy who was a second-round pick a year ago, right? Um, a guy who who basically, before Ben Simmons got hurt, he was told this year that he really wasn't going to be in the rotation at all, like right after the All-Star break, right? And then he like drops, I believe it was like 39 against the Clippers. You know, he's just been balling. He's been shooting 50% from three in like the last five games that he's played. He will be the guy with the the glass flipper right then and there. Um, I don't know how long he can keep it up, but I'm just telling you, he brings a lot to this starting lineup. All right, Mr. Incredible, who will be the X Factor, the, the, the true game changer? Mr. Incredible would have to be Joel Embiid. I would have to say he's the true game changer. I know he's the best player on the team, but just how big he is, how strong he is, and when he's motivated, like I said before, he's hard to stop. Now, if you want to go with someone who is like a little bit less heralded than him, it would have to be Tobias Harris. You know, I think if Tobias Harris can add something and be extremely consistent like he has been this year, you know, I I think that that makes the Sixers even harder to stop. But in regards to like a guy just destroying it and, and, and dominating and leading the Sixers to a championship, I have to go with Joel. Who's most likely to win an NBA 2K tournament in the players' lounge? Ben Simmons. Whenever you, you see him doing stuff on Instagram, talking, like I remember, what was it? He had a, a, a sneaker drop and he was talking to the guy from Slam Magazine. And then, you know, I'm like looking at it. It's like Instagram Live. And then towards the end, all they're talking about is playing video games. And then they setting up times like <laughs> when they can get off so they can play. The fairy tale ending. The 76ers will make it out. Of the East, if what? If they can figure out a way to um, showcase Al Horford. They have to figure out a way to get Al Horford involved and make him that X factor. Because there are going to be times where, you know, they're going to reduce the um, the rotation. And he's going to have to be out there with Embiid and Simmons. So you have to get him in the best position, you know, to excel. And if they can do that, if they can incorporate him in whatever they do, I believe that the Sixers can get out of the East. No doubt. Keith Pompey, man, appreciate you taking the time. Great insight, as always, on the 76ers. Take care of yourself. Get ready for that bubble, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. No doubt. We are, again, here on the Hang Time Podcast, rolling out daily podcasts with experts from all 22 teams headed to the bubble in Orlando. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.